Hello guys, and welcome to today's podcast. I will be talking about where I came from and how I grew up and where I am today. I've been slacking on posting literally everywhere. Um, There is no excuse for me to not be doing this. So I feel like this would be a good base start. And then we can go from here and I can really develop my online presence for who I am but I feel like I need to get the truth out to explain who I am so others can see in me things that they've either struggled with or look to me as guidance because in reality I think I was I think I'm good at helping people so if they can see something and they can learn from my mistakes and it'll better their life. I want that to happen. So I'm going to put everything out there because I think that that is the best thing I could do. So I guess if we take it back to the beginning, I mean, I was born in Arizona. I lived there till I was four. I have no recollection of it at all. My mom moved away from my dad when I was four because he was a druggie. And they had me when they were, my mom was 18. She was pregnant at 17, so I was a teen baby. Mm. Ugh, sorry. And, and that was my life. I grew up with a teen mother, so we ended up getting to really know each other because when you get taken away from your dad, the other parent and you grow up together. And... She put me in a private school, and it didn't go very well. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. So in third grade, I ended up going to a public school. And it was out in the suburbs of Minnesota. It was called Red Pine Elementary. And in fourth grade, I met my buddy, Logan. We were friends for a while until our parents fought, but let's back it up. In fourth grade, I was introduced to snowboarding. And this is where I really found my escape from school. I absolutely hate school. I still do to this day. It just wasn't for me. Granted, I was good at it and I could do it. But I absolutely hated it. Why would I want to go home and spend time working towards something I don't believe in? How many times have you said to yourself, when are we ever going to use this? I've literally asked my math teachers that before. And you're really only going to use certain things unless you're going into freaking rocket science. And I'm not. <laughs> like, why are we learning this? And the response I would get is, well, it's the curriculum I have to teach you. You're never going to use this. And it's like, why? Why would we waste our time? Anyways, snowboarding was my escape for the first time. And I absolutely loved it. I still do. To this day. And it's almost 10 years later. Like, geez. Whoa. It's crazy. Anyways, that was my first escape. Absolutely fell in love. In fifth grade, that's all I would talk about. I wouldn't shut up about it. My parents still made me do uh, do sports. At this time, my mother had found someone else. His name is Jason. He's my stepdad. Um, I did football. In sixth grade, I ended up getting a concussion, and that was the year I was like, hey, I don't want to play. 
because I didn't like that either. But they'd always forced me to do some sort of sport. I was like, look, I really just like, like snowboarding. Like, I want to keep more towards that realm. And they're like, no, you're doing it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess we're doing it. And now I'm getting a concussion. And then I was like, see, told you. And then we had this huge fight. And it was whatever. And then seventh grade, they didn't make me do one. And then I was snowboarding that year. And I ended up getting really hurt at a school field trip. It was actually really, really, <laughs> really bad. My face was purple and blue. Immediately after the crash, I got knocked out. I broke my snowboard. It was not <laughs> not a good time. I actually don't even remember how I got to ski patrol. I somehow convinced my friends that I could walk, even though they'd come up to me. I was unconscious and groaning. And I ended up standing up after, like, three minutes. And they were like, dude, everyone, literally the ski lift guy was like, you need to sit down. I was like, nah, dude, I got this. <laughs> they were like, dude, no. And I started walking, and that's, like, just who I am. I... When I decide on something, I'm going to do it. And apparently I decided that I was going to walk to ski patrol because I was fine. Nothing could hurt me. I don't remember. I remember coming to on the walk and I was like, where the, what is going on? And they're like, dude, you just crashed. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you just crashed. You're on your way to ski patrol. You decided to walk. And I was like, guys, it's always been my dream to ride in the sleds. Why wouldn't you let me? And they're like, dude, you just started walking. We couldn't stop you. So anyways, that, that was my, uh, <laughs> my seventh grade crash. But seventh grade was also the year that I had some other interesting things happen to me. And uh, it was not a fun year for me. I had uh, a bunny now who at the time called me a tree stump. I've always been short. I'm like five. I'm honestly like five, six, five, seven. And, uh, called me a short tree stump and he goes you know why you're a short tree stump and I went because I'm short and he goes no because you're short and fat and as a seventh grader who's already thinking they're chubby it does not play too well into it and because of this I ended up developing a depression because you know you have kids calling you short and fat and it doesn't go over very well in your seventh grade mind and then uh I ended up developing eating disorders, and I struggled with this till even 10th grade. So from 7th to 10th, I was fighting these things. But I, I had my wins and losses with it. So pretty much from that point on, I had depression and anxiety, and I feel like we all go through this phase. And it's typically in the middle school to high school phase, I feel like. And people have it throughout adulthood. It's not a it's not a fun thing to go through, and everyone goes through it. And it's something we should be very cautious. I don't. I don't get why we don't talk about it more. I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. But anyways, and I hid this from my parents because I personally never felt I could talk to them. I feel like a lot of kids feel that way because we say one thing about how our night went and we get yelled at. It's like, well, how, are, how are we supposed to talk to you? Or they'll be like, 
if you tell me the truth, I won't get mad at you. And then you tell them the truth, and then they sit there and scream at you for 30 minutes. And it's like, well, what is this? <laughs> what is this trickery? I know I'm not the only kid to go through this. Please, someone let me know if they've gone through that, too. I'm, I don't want to be crazy over here. Anyways, 7th and 8th grade, I had this from them. I had how sad I was. My only escape was snowboarding. So I only was happy in the winter, and I was only happy when I was snowboarding. Was otherwise, I was absolutely miserable. And I was going to school. I was trapped there for eight hours, and I was like, "Jesus, please, <laughs> I need an escape." And then I picked up drawing, and it helped. But things only helped me when I could escape. And eventually, in ninth grade. Or was it eighth grade? I don't know. At some point, I was throwing up, and I got to the point where I was throwing up like three times a day, and I was like, okay. The guy was at Target because I didn't think that my mom could handle this. So I ended up telling her there because I felt like it was the only place she wouldn't freak out. Guess what? She freaked out. <laughs> and I mean, I guess rightfully so, you, you kids hurting themselves. But I wasn't like hurting myself. So I mean, I, I was. I'm not going to defend myself. I was throwing up my food. It was not good for you. Fundamentally, not good for you. So I get why she's upset, but the way she always handled this information was just not the proper way in my head. Anyways, I told her because I needed help. And I ended up going to therapy, and that did really help me. I'm not ashamed to say it. I think therapy is a great thing, and I think it's something that people should be open to going to. So ninth and 10th grade, I was going to therapy. And I started, when it started, I was going every single week. I actually think I went twice a week at one point. Then I went every week, and then every other, and then once a month. And then back to every other, and then it finally stuck to about every three weeks was the final census. And I did this throughout high school, but in ninth grade, I ended up finding skateboarding. And this was, like, my holy grail. I skateboarded freshman year, sophomore year. And this this was my escape. Because I could skateboard every single day. I would get home from school and I would just skateboard. It was all I could think about. I would skateboard to school. I would skateboard from school. I'd go to cross-country practice. And I'd be like, man, I just want to go skateboard. Like, let me go. I'm done. <laughs> Sick of running. I just want to skate. My mom absolutely hated it. She never supported it. And I was like, come on, can't you just support one thing I do? I like snowboarding, I like skateboarding. Just give me one thing. And, yes, they did pay for things here and there. But at the end of the day, when it came to skateboarding, I pretty much funded that completely myself. I bought all my shoes. And, like, you're going through shoes. When I was skating, like, every day for multiple hours, I was going through them left and right. And that was my escape. I mean, I hated school. I was being bullied for being short and fat. I mean, by the time I was a freshman, though, I was really skinny. I went from being 130 to being 100 pounds. Like, my goal was to get to 100 pounds. I think I, think I might have got to 100. Otherwise, I definitely remember seeing 101, 102. So, like, I dropped 30 pounds from not eating and throwing out my food, which is not healthy, especially doing it in a span of about six to eight months. I know I'm not the only kid who's going through this out there. And trust me, stop. Stop. <laughs> this, is not, this is not good for you. 
Anyways, this was my escape. Skateboarding actually helped me because if I was ever frustrated, I could go skate. If I was ever thinking about throwing up, I could go skate instead. And it was a, I mean, it was a form of exercise and I would tell myself that, but it was my way to clear my head. And I think we all need to find ways to clear our heads. And I remember having sophomore year, I ended up having this huge blowout with my mother because I was struggling really hard again. Like it was during school, I was literally thinking about throwing up outside of school. If I was skateboarding, I wasn't. But any time I wasn't doing that, I was. And I, was, I ended up starting to hurt myself when I was like, Mom, like, I can't. This is what's going on. And she literally stood up and told me how I always ruin family events. And they're literally, it's only me, my stepdad, and my little brother at the time who was like two. And she's like, it's always about you, la-di-dee, la-di-da. And she went to hit me and I ducked and I was like this is not the response I should be getting and when I say hit she went to like grab me if I'm recalling this correctly she went to slap me I don't mean to make my mother a bad mother uh, I know she dealt with it her life so I think it was hard for her to see me going through this but I also think she should have been self aware enough to know that I was going to go through this if this is the way she if this is something she went through, it's, it is genetic. I'm almost positive. Anyways, we had this huge fight, like, all night long. She made me call the suicide prevention line, and I'm like, I'm not suicidal. Like, I just need help coping. I don't know how to do this. And then I went to therapy again. Like I said, it was in and out. And eventually, my, I realized my problem was my mother. I went to therapy and I was just ranting about my mother and I looked at my therapist one day and I was like, you know what? I'm good. This is all this is. It's just me venting to you. I need to get out of the habitat that's making me feel this way. Uh, it's something I realized. I never told my therapist that, but I think my therapist knew I was a good kid. Like, I found my current girlfriend in 10th grade. I am now 19. So we've been dating almost three years. We both helped each other pull each other out of dark times. I don't know how to describe this. We both helped each other. And we always have. We always had each other's back. If someone had a bad day, I got you. I'll catch you. The issue was, when I realized that that was the problem, is the habitat I was living in, I didn't know how to deal with this, because I couldn't move out. It was 10th grade, so I just turned 16. I was working at Culver's making, was I making like $10? Like, it just, I could not have moved out. There's no way. 
junior year, well, actually, I had this whole facade where I was working at Culver's for a while because I didn't feel like I could tell my parents. So I quit Culver's because the manager had disrespected a someone with special needs. And I said, hey, that's not cool. You need to knock it off. And they're like, I'm the boss. I can do what I want. And I said, oh, really? Well, I'm not closing for you. I was the closer, so I was the one to close on the shop. And I said, if you're going to do that, I will leave. And I walked away, and I came back, and she was still yelling at them. And I said, hey, knock it off. You cannot expect the same. And she said, yes, I can. And I was like, you need to be more kind and helpful when it comes to people who who have mental disabilities. Like, I, that's how I feel. You should be shouldn't necessarily be kinder, but you should be more patient and willing to help. And she wasn't, and she was just yelling at him. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to stand for this. Bye. And I left. And so then I had this whole facade of me working because I didn't feel comfortable enough to tell my parents. And this is... I feel like when you're not comfortable enough to talk to your parents, it leads to a lot of issues. And I know I'm not the only kid out there who feels this way. And I don't know what to tell you because I've tried. To, I tried to talk to my mom about it, and she would always get defensive. La di di, la di da. It was a lot of, a lot of issues there. But I did find people who, I could at least look up to, and that did help. People online, and so, if someone can listen to this and it helps them, great. I'm here for you. Comment. Talk to me. I will talk back. It's. If I can help you, I will. That's who I am. Anyway, so I pulled this facade. And then I got a job at Bourbon, and I told them, oh, I'm going to go work here. And they never knew that I was pulled in this double thing where I was waking up at 6 to go to work or 7. Parking my car in the Culver's parking lot. Thank God they never towed my car. I was leaving for like 8 hours. I was locking out the Lexus, or I would go work on something stupid but then I got my job at Bourbon and oh boy did this open up doors I started in October what year is this was it junior year no senior year um so senior year, I started at Bourbon. Bourbon Butcher. It's a restaurant out in Farmington, and it was about 12 minutes from my mom's house, and it was absolutely wonderful. These... It was... Work was fun for once. I mean, I was a dishwasher, so washing dishes sucked. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, it wasn't fun, but I got to listen to music at work, which was dope, and the people I was around were really nice people. And they were very raunchy and rude, and I like the they pushed back, and that was nice. You could, you could give an offensive joke to them and make fun of them, and they would laugh, and then they'd give one right back, and that's it was a nice change of pace for once, where you could be yourself and you could swear, and it was whatever. It was nice, and I absolutely loved it. Then after a couple weeks, I was cooking because that's really where I wanted to be. And for some reason, the kitchen manager let me. 
and I mean, I still wash dishes, and I, like, alternated. I'd cook one day, and I'd wash dishes the next, and it was whatever, but I was having fun. And I realized that this is my escape. I could get out of my parents' house this way. I was making 13 as a dishwasher and 15 as a cook. And it isn't that much, but I had my eye on something else. I wanted to bartend when I realized that I could. Now, 18, can't drink, no bartending experience. Why would they hire you? Well, I could bar back for them if they, if they needed one. And I don't understand how this happened. I got extremely lucky. But someone looked at me one day and said, Roger, you can make more serving. And the GM really liked me. And so she fought Ryan a little bit for me. And she ended up pulling me towards the front. And I got up into the front. And I started serving. And oh boy, did I start making a lot of money. Holy cow. It was ridiculous. And I was making this money and I was living at my mom's and I realized oh I can definitely afford a place on my own and I can afford all the bills and I'll still have a ton of money left over I mean I'm a teenager like I don't have that many expenses I didn't go out that often I hung out with my girlfriend like I wasn't going to parties I wasn't buying alcohol I was hey let's go to Red Robin and get bottomless fries and a shake and uh maybe a burger like that's what we were doing we weren't really going out that often so I had like I was making as much as 30-year-olds at my job. And it was crazy to be 18, making the same. They're living off of it. Why can't I live off of it? Like, I can live off of it better because I don't have a kid to take care of or all these other things that were going on with them. I mean, everyone has their own situations. And so I realized. And then one day my parents and I fought. And we fought hard. And my mom literally said on the phone, have your shit packed by 4 o'clock and be out of my house. There wasn't an option. Still to this day, I will stand by that. There was not an option. And you know what I did? I packed my stuff up and I left. And my stepdad was like, dude, do not do this. And I was like, you heard her. And he was like, you have a choice? And I was like, I really don't. That's what she said. I mean, I do. I can stay. It's whatever. And he was like, where are you even going to go? And I was like, it's none of your business. I'm only sad that I'm losing Hershey, which was my dog at the time. He still is. I love that guy. And I packed everything of mine. And I mean, I had planned on running away a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Throughout those four years between 8th grade and 11th grade, five years, I had thought about running away a couple of times. But it's not realistic. Like, I live in Minnesota. It's middle of winter. I have no one to take me in. If I go to a friend's house, they're probably just going to turn me back. In 500 feet, turn right onto West 26th Street. Sorry about that. Anyways, I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to run away. And then, I shouldn't say I'm gifted, but I'm given this opportunity to escape without any consequences. Well, consequences, but... I don't know how to describe it. Without my mom searching for me, I took it. I left. And I ended up living with my girlfriend for two days. Her mom was like, okay, I guess we'll take you in. And they took me in for a couple days, and they had some things going on, so they didn't want me to live there at the time, and I totally understood it. 
And my friend Bennett took me in, and I don't even know why. We weren't that close of friends. But his parents let me live there for a week, and they were going to let me live there for an extended period of time. And, like, I felt so awkward. It was like, oh, man. I'm sorry. And what ended up happening is my coworker, Kelsey, took me in for about five months, and I paid her $200 in rent, which is a phenomenal deal. Listen, if you're out there and someone offers you 200 for rent, take it and run. So, Kelsey took me in, and I saved up so much money at her house. It was ridiculous. So much money. Like, I know, looking back on it, I was stupid in the way I managed my money, and I could have saved up so much more. God, stupid, stupid. Anyways. I ended up getting an apartment with my girlfriend. And it was absolutely phenomenal. We had such a blast. I mean, it was a crazy whirlwind of things going on. Like, get kicked out of your parents, couch surf, and now you have an apartment and you're on your own feet. Oh, are you decided to buy a Tesla? Let's buy a Tesla. <laughs> like, it was a crazy whirlwind of events that happened. But I'm glad they did. And I feel like I needed to get that out there so people understand where I'm coming from, how I felt. I felt like a trapped kid, and I know a lot of us do. And I ended up getting kicked out. Not that many of us get kicked out, but it. I just want to say that if I can go through all of that, not having a dad, feeling like a trapped kid, self harm, eating disorders, depression, if I can work through that, I know you guys can work through whatever you're going through. So if there's one thing that I can ask for you to take away, it's to know that at the end of the day, it might be a horrible day, but it will get better. I'm very happy now. I absolutely loving life. I have a wonderful girlfriend. I have a nice car. My business is slowly picking up and it's looking, it's looking good. <laughs> And I'm happy. But I know that there is also going to be days where I'm going to get beat down and I have to get back up. So I just want you guys to take away that you might be having a bad day, but it will get better. Now this is my story of growing up. What's yours? Have a great day. I hope to maybe see one comment about what your story is. That'd be dope. It would actually make my day. Anyways, have a great day. Peace.